As we continue our Advent and Christmas time uh, sermon series, Journey Through the Dark, uh, our scripture today comes from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. I invite you now to listen for the word of the Lord this morning. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of, Jude- in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One of the most exciting things uh, about a journey is that it has the power to change us if we let it. One of my uh, Advent traditions every year is to watch uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, the entire trilogy, the extended version, Uh, in the weeks leading up to Christmas. And in Fellowship of the Ring, as Frodo and his friends are leaving the Shire, Frodo turns to his friends and he says this, it's a dangerous business walking out your door. You step onto the road and if you don't keep your feet, there is no knowing where you might be swept off to. Once you embark on a journey, anything can happen. Journeys to uh, unfamiliar places can broaden our perspective. They can help us see things from a new point of view. Maybe you uh, have been on a journey like that. A couple of years ago, I got to travel to uh, Jerusalem, to Israel and Palestine for the first time. And being there, walking the old city of Jerusalem, uh, going between checkpoints between Jerusalem and Bethlehem, Uh, eating meals with Palestinian Christians, singing Christmas carols in Bethlehem Square, just 100 feet of where it is uh, believed that Christ was born, uh, was transformational for me in so many ways. But journeys uh, that change us are not always literal. Sometimes uh, they're intellectual or spiritual. Uh, Intellectual or spiritual journeys lead us to Uh, unexpected places too, and they hold tremendous power uh, to change us. Journeys through pain or grief or adversity, though 
not the journeys we would have chosen, often leave us grateful for the life that we are actually living or determined to live more purposefully. It's possible that the journey of this past year will change us, and in many ways it already has. But we all know that it's not inevitable that a journey will change us. We are also just as capable as human beings as learning, uh, of learning nothing from the journeys that we take. What was it about the journey the Magi took that changed them? What was it that made them go home by another way? What made them risk suffering Herod's wrath? All we're told by Matthew's gospel is that they were warned in a dream. So fair point, they had some divine help, but they had to act on that information. What was it that made them take such a risk? In our Advent devotional this year, we included a poem uh, by T.S. Eliot, his imaginative poem, The Journey of the Magi, which was written from the perspective of one of the Magi many years later. And toward the end of the poem, Eliot writes about the transformation that they experienced. Were we led all that way for birth or death? There was a birth, certainly. We had evidence and no doubt. I had seen birth and death but had thought they were different. This birth was hard and bitter agony for us, like death, our death. We returned to our places, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease here in the old dispensation. As my friend Carl wrote in the devotional, Eliot was trying to capture that after Christmas feeling that something has changed in the world and changed in us as a result of of Christ's birth, and that this change is often hard and sometimes even agony, agonizing for us because we have to let our old selves die. The Magi's encounter with Christ meant that everything had changed for them, and like all encounters with Christ, a new path appears. And so they have a choice to make. Would they choose to go along with Herod's plan? so that Herod could go and pay him homage? Or would they take the other way? Going along with Herod's plan would have made the most sense. I mean, he was technically in charge, but like the same way that uh, the oldest kid is in charge when parents go out for dinner, Rome would have quickly uh, replaced Herod if he failed to keep the status quo. And so Herod's by nature were fearful, insecure characters uh, whose own fear created a culture of fear around them. We know what this is like. We have been living with a lot of fear this year, fear of the pandemic, fear over uh, uncertainty about our political leadership, fear of the other. And one thing that fear often does is that it makes us turn on each other like Herod turns on Jesus. We've seen examples of this all year long, from judgment uh, over differing responses to the pandemic to uh, contempt for one another's politics. And I don't exactly know the way out of this, but I do know that the path 
that an encounter with Christ opens is not the path of fear. Matthew tells us that when the star leading the Magi to Christ reappeared, they were filled with joy. They were filled with joy. I love this detail. Joy is a powerful change agent, far more powerful than a rule, far more powerful than shame, and far, far more powerful than fear. I also love that in the darkest moment of their journey, the star reappears. There's something about the darkness that I think helps us see the light much more clearly. If you've ever been to Big Bend, you know that the best place in Texas to see the stars is out in West Texas, precisely because it is the darkest place. If you're anything like me, joy feels like exactly the thing we need more of in our lives right now, but it also feels like the most fleeting thing. In a year of so much loss and strife and contempt, where will we find our joy? The theologian Jürgen Moltmann once said that to believe the gospel, to believe the story that God is with us, to believe the gospel is to enjoy the grace of God. To enjoy the grace of God. Your sins are forgiven, Moltmann says. Don't you enjoy that? If we're to take the path opened by our encounter with Christ this Christmas, maybe the best place for us to begin is simply by enjoying our forgiveness. If fear makes us turn on one another, it's joy that brings us together, especially when that joy is rooted in our common forgiveness. It must have been the joy that changed the Magi. And if it changed them, it can change us too. Whatever path you took to Christmas this year, take the path away from Bethlehem that joy opens up. Before we turn the corner to a new year, before we make any New Year's resolutions, before fear creeps into our lives again, my friends, let's enjoy our forgiveness. Your sins are forgiven. Don't you enjoy that? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.